In this week's episode of Punk Rock Business School, we're going to talk to my friend Lauren Bateman. She is a multi-dimensional entrepreneur, but today we're primarily going to talk about her growth in YouTube and how she is crushing it in courses. I guarantee you, this episode, you're going to get two important things, actionable information and inspiration. Let's do it. everybody, Danny here. Welcome back to another episode of Punk Rock Business School. I'm your host as always, Danny Thompson. Thanks so much for joining me. A couple quick house cleaning things, and then I want to talk about one thing I'm working on in my business. Then we're going to jump right into uh, the episode with Lauren, because it's awesome, and there's a bunch of great stuff in there. Um, so first, over at punkrockbusinessschool.com, if you go over to that website, which is a total mess right now because I'm switching everything over from the old uh, business model to the new show and everything. So give me a week or two and I'll get that all dialed in for you. But just scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, ignore everything else. Down there at the bottom, there's a spot. You can put your email address in, get a free six-video little series that I put together all about how you can use Active Campaign to expand your business do more business, automate things, customize your customer experience. Really cool stuff. And there is a special offer in there for you as well. And uh, with that said, something I've been thinking about a lot at my business is removing just any layer of friction for the customer. And something that we have to be really aware of, and I'm sure you can think of an example that you've experienced where maybe you go to one website to make a purchase and just, it's so easy and smooth, right? There's not a lot of steps in the checkout process. And then other businesses you go to, it's just a huge nightmare. And big companies too. The difference between you know, a checkout on Revzilla versus, you know, I think I had a Barnes and Noble gift card somebody gave me and I went to buy something online over there and it, it, it was a night and day, you know, and there's a lot of examples like that in e-commerce, but also examples like that in my own business. And if you're a service-based business, we have to really think about how people are used to everything running so fast. So yes, a couple of years ago, the fact that you could type in something to Google, Google and get an answer fairly quickly was amazing. Now people think that takes too much time. So they want to do a voice search and everything is moving to faster and faster and faster. Now the increments of time are getting smaller and smaller, but in our minds, it still matters. So, you know, when you're trying to get a new client in your business or anything like that, whatever your business is, you got to make it as simple and remove as many barriers to entry as possible. So that's what we're doing in our business right now. We spent a ton of time building this amazing experience for the students who actually come to our business at our music school. And, you know, we would look at these different things we were doing and we'd be like, oh, what's the big deal? Just log into the website. It's not hard. And the the reality is we just have to remember that a lot of our customers, maybe the parents, they're not very technologically adept a lot of the times. 
they're having to log into lots of websites due to what their kids are doing at school and things like that. So any barrier of entry that we can remove, and you can't remove them all, of course, but looking at all those things and going, well, do we really need this? What if we got rid of that so the parent just never has to think about it or deal with it? What's the easiest way we can make this stuff just smooth and as fast and as easy for the customer as possible? So that's a good thing to be thinking about. With that said, let's get into today's episode with Lauren. Here we go. All right, Lauren Bateman, welcome to Punk Rock Business School. And I guess it's a welcome back. You were on the other show twice, I think, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time again. It's always great to see you. How is everything going out there on the East Coast? It, it's going. You know, we're in the throes of of the second round of, of Corona, but we're uh, we're hanging up and uh, doing doing pretty good here, you know, all considering so. Nice, nice. Um, Lots of new listeners to this show, so uh, and a good refresher for those people from the past. Give us just a rundown of, you know, you're involved in lots of different businesses and entrepreneurial ventures. Give us kind of a rundown of who you are and what you do. Yeah, so um, so Lauren Bateman, I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, and I started off by running music schools. I I opened my first music school in 2012 after teaching about a year or so privately out of my home. And that kind of grew over the years into three music schools, which we opened our last one just before the pandemic, before everything got kind of got shut down. So that was good timing. (laughs) Yes. Perfect timing. October. We opened October of 2019. Um, which I mean, fortunately, like, you know, we're probably breaking even right now, which I can say is like really good for a new school that opened during a pandemic. So, you know, I can't complain too much. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so, you you know, I had kind of started just before opening that school, teaching some, some online lessons via YouTube and getting into kind of the, like the online space a little bit, mainly doing guitar because I, I think guitar is kind of like my main instrument. I also taught voice. I feel way more comfortable teaching guitar. Um, so that's why I went that route. And fortunately, I had been had been doing that, you know, a couple of years prior to the pandemic. So that when the pandemic hit, my online business took off really well. So, um, you know, and I I think Danny and I are going to get into this too, but like, I don't have a ginormous, I don't have millions and millions of followers on YouTube, like some of these other guitar teachers who've been at it for decades. Um, so, or a decade when YouTube was, was started. Uh, but you know, I, I do, I did pretty well last year and, um, that's been a lot of my primary focus now is, I mean, I'm still running the music schools, and I have lots of help on that end, so not too focused on that because I have good people to help me. And now my main focus is kind of the getting into the online space and, and growing that as part of the business. Yeah, and now and you do some coaching for other businesses as well, right? As as well as yep. real estate stuff. True. Yeah, I know. What what don't I do? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I've you know my, my main investment vehicle is is real estate um so that that's that's what i do with like the extra money i put it into real estate been doing that for a while 
And uh, what was the other thing? Coaching. Yes. So I, I've been, you know, I've helped other businesses, you know, particularly recently people who are like, Hey, like, what are you doing on YouTube? Can you like, give me some pointers? Can you give me some tips? Yeah. Because, I, you know, a lot of teachers, particularly music teachers right now, they're like, you know, I, I need something else. They're, they're learning that, you know, f- having one flow of income, yeah. it hurts when you're in something like this. Um, I mean, I guess we're all grateful that we have a job that we can do online. You know, we yes. can do online music lessons. There's lots of people who can't do their work online. So um, so we can be grateful for that. But yeah, I help uh, coach, you know, you was helping brick and mortar before, but now I can see more and more people are asking me about the online stuff since they've seen my success with it. So yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, when when we kind of chatted before lining up this call, you know, we we said we wanted to talk primarily kind of about what you've been doing on YouTube and and a little bit about courses and kind of wrapping that all up together. So, um I I know you've it's, you know, I've been following you for a long time and it seems like you've more recently kind of had a, a little more of a ramp up in YouTube and having some successes and, you know, you've got some videos, you know, with some pretty sizable plays now over a million and you're starting to get that subscriber base going, you know, you're up to like 60 ish thousand subscribers, which is, you know, which is a pretty, uh, you know, a pretty good accomplishment. Um, when did you really start, you know, building that side of your income streams? Yeah, so uh, I started this, I'm going to say July 2017. I worked with a um, business coach very, who I'm very grateful for. because She's like, listen, you got to get online. If you're not online, she's like, everything's going that way. She's like, it's, it's great to have the brick and mortar schools. Like, that's awesome. That's another income stream. That's different. But she's like, if you're not online right now, like you're, you're going to be lost in a few years. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was like, maybe I'll listen to you. <laughs> like, well, like, what am I good at? I'm like, well, I teach music. I'll teach, I'll teach guitar. And so I started just randomly uploading videos to YouTube, having, having no clue. I mean, there's a whole process now that yeah. I have, but in the beginning I was just like, well, I'll just upload a few videos and I'll see what happens with that. And, you know, I'm uploading videos and and if you've ever experienced YouTube, if anyone's tried to make a YouTube channel, you know, there's algorithms just like on Facebook and Instagram. And when you're just getting started, those algorithms are not in your favor very often. Um, So, you know, I was doing the YouTube channel and it's kind of doing this for like a year. And then like it gets like this little bump. And then all of a sudden, I forget, I was checking email and I noticed that I was getting more courses being sold. I'm like, I'm like, this is strange. Like I would sell courses. I would do, you know, even when I wasn't doing a lot, you know, it'd be like $2,000 here, $3,000 here, you know? And all of a sudden I started seeing courses, like course sales coming in pretty frequently, like almost every day. And I'm like, something happened. I'm like, Some, something has happened. Let me go look at the data and see if I can figure it out. So I did. I went to my website and I saw like a spike in traffic. I'm like, okay, where's this? Where's this spike in traffic coming from? Because like I couldn't find it in like a Google search. Well, come come to. I went to YouTube, and all of a sudden, like I saw like my views skyrocketed. So I was like, what happened here? So one of my videos. I think this is just over time. I think so many people engaged on the video or so many people liked the video and said it was awesome. Cause honestly it is the crappiest video. I mean, it is, it is 
it's horrible. I'm embarrassed that that's a video. It's like grainy. It's like dark. I like didn't have good lighting. I don't even think I had a microphone. I think it was just like me talking to my camera. And um, all of a sudden, these people are like, this is an awesome video. I love it. This is great. So I think just the engagement the video was getting, YouTubers like, oh, we should put maybe like show this to more people and pay attention. So that video now probably has like one and a half million views. And it's like the crappiest video on my entire YouTube channel, <laughs> which I, I think is very important. I think it just goes to prove to people it's not about how polished the content is. It's, it is the content. It yeah. is the content. So, um, think, so from know, there, I was like, okay, so this was probably October 2019 to give you a timeline. So after two years, one of my videos from 2017 got picked up as being like important after it had been floating around for two years doing nothing. And that's what kind of started catapulting the channel. And I said, gee, okay, like something's happening here. Like I should dig in more. Cause at that point I was like releasing a video here, releasing a video there. I took a break because I was like, this is going nowhere. I'm not like, nothing's happening. And then I was like, holy crap, like something's happening here and I need to ride this wave while it's going. Cause you never know when they're like, they can pull the plug on that any second. So I'm like, I gotta ride this wave and keep building and keep growing. And that's, that's what I've been doing the past year is really digging in on doing content, you know, growing my course offerings and, and doing more on Facebook, building a community, reaching out to people. And I think a lot of that groundwork stuff has really paid off. I think, you know, similar to, well, for me, like I would relate it in some ways to the music, you know, business, uh, uh, you know, trying to make it in a band. And I've always said, you know, one of the number one reasons that people don't make it farther in music is that they don't stick with it and they quit way too early. And I'm really obsessed with YouTube over the last year, right? Just, you know, I, I mean, I've always watched a few things here and there, you know, it's like, Hey, how do I fix the washing machine? <laughs> you know, and I would go to YouTube. Now I do that for everything on YouTube. Um, but I really started to get into it. And one of the common things, one of the common threads is, you know, people that have 2 million subscribers will tell you, I uploaded videos for three years and nobody watched. Right. <laughs> like you just got to keep doing it and keep going. And when I go back and look at, some of the channels that I watch and I'll go back and watch some of their earliest videos. They all suck. They all you know, suck. it's amazing. Like, you know, they've made this transition to where now, I mean, there are, is some of the production quality on YouTube. It's like, you're watching a, you know, a full production movie. It's unbelievable. Right. And I'm just in love with the platform and the idea of what people do. And I, I follow all kinds of different channels. Um, right. So now that you've been doing it for a while, what are some of the strategies? Because one of the things we talked about is, you know, especially guitar and drums, as far as music, it's really crowded, right? Mm -hmm. Mike Johnson, he, he lit the world on fire on YouTube and then started his online teaching business for drums. That's like 10 years ago. Right. And he spawned just this massive offshoot of people doing it. I actually have him on coming on the show here real soon. How have you been able to kind of crack into that market of the guitar teacher world, which there is just a yeah. billion of videos out there? And oh, there's tons of them. I mean, there's like Marty Schwartz, there's Justin Guitar, there's Andy Guitar. I almost, I almost was like, maybe I should be Lauren Guitar. No. <laughs> uh, I think I have I think I have a unique advantage in that I am a female 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that makes me stick out in the crowd. I mean, I, there's other female YouTube guitar teachers out there, um, but there's not as many of us as there are or as there are the dudes. And I get a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, I, I was tired of the dude bests that that guitar is online. And they're like, yeah, I'm not a shred guitarist. I'm like the singer songwriter, like, yeah. yeah, kumbaya. You know, I play my <laughs> guitar. Um, so, you know, I was just like, how do I create my own unique spin? on guitar lessons you're like how do i put my personality out there that's different and i'm like well the biggest thing that i've always kind of advertised about myself is that i don't have a degree in music i am not a berkeley trained musician i am basically a passion trained musician yes i ended up eventually taking some lessons with guitar teachers to be like okay maybe i should get good at this but uh my love for guitar and music was was all passion driven so i tell students like listen i'm just like you i understand that the music theory stuff can be complicated like i'm not going to shove that down your throat i'm going to break it down i'm going to make it really simple and you know that's usually what i get from people i i would say like the top three things are one you talk in a language i can understand because a lot you know i think a lot of teachers especially those who who go to you know college or, or music school they get so caught like they're at a, a level and they're so used to talking in that terminology it's hard for them to like backtrack i'm not saying that's all teachers but for a lot of teachers and i know because some of them work for me and i'm like dude like it's over my if it's over my head like it's totally over the students like every guitar player can do it all you guys that went to git you all do yeah. the same scales so, so that's one thing. And then the other thing is like, you know, they're like, yeah, these guys are great players, but they're not great teachers. And there's a big difference between yeah. playing and teaching. And, you know, people are just like, you have, you have like a really nice personality, you're calm and you don't make me feel like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, I think those are the top three. It's like, you, you don't make me feel like an idiot is, is probably there a lot well, you know the i mean the, the other side of that because again i'm i'm totally obsessed with youtube and i watch a lot of bike channels right mm-hmm. and there are some bike channels out there that are pro like high level like i used to race in the tour de france and here's my youtube channel and the, and the channels are terrible and the guys i watch are like i've never won a race in my life here's what i do but mm-hmm. the connection to the personality is what makes me you know, watch their videos and yeah, Yeah. they're getting better at, you know, their delivery of the, uh, the content, the production, they have really latched on to that. It's all about telling the story, you know? Right. And, and it's, it's crazy. You wouldn't think that a guy, um, you know, that makes videos about how to fix your mountain bike Mm -hmm. or builds trails in his backyard would have a couple of million subscribers you know, yeah. but he does. And, but yeah. it's not really about the mountain. You know, he's a good rider. He's like, you know, he wouldn't be a professional musician, you know, if you compared it to playing guitar or whatever. But, right. you know, he's good. But the guy can tell a story and, and you tune in to listen to his narratives and his stories. Yeah. And the right. riding is a, is part of it, you know. So I've, I get these personal connections to those people. Yeah. And I think that, like you're saying, the storytelling is a big part of it, but I also think community building is a big part of it. I mean, that's part of any business, mm-hmm. even brick and mortar. Like you're trying to build a community within within your business. 
Um, so I kind of use Facebook and YouTube together. So I use Facebook for the community aspect. Like I have a Facebook sure. group and we create the community there and I have YouTube, but I also think another thing, you know, cause you're asked like, how do you break through on YouTube? And I'm like, well, I'm going to target all like the old people. Like everyone's going after beginner guitar. I'm like one, I like their music better anyway. <laughs> so, you know, when you go to my YouTube channel, you're probably not going to find a Sean Mendez guitar tutorial. Uh, you know, I have maybe some uh, Ed Sheeran on there. That's probably the most modern I get. <laughs> right, right. But I'm doing like CCR, yeah, Beatles, yeah. you know, Fleetwood Mac, Eagles, like all the stuff that these guys love. I'm like, one, because that's the music I love. Yeah. So I remember one of my friends, he's like, wow, you really have the boomer market like under wraps. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I just get those people. Like, yeah. I get them. We like classic cars. <laughs> you know, we like the same music. I was like, I have an old soul. So I would say the majority of my students are, are 50 and older. Yeah, that's great. So, so that's it. I, I know who my audience is. Instead of trying to go after everyone, I'm like, I'm just going to target these guys. They're retired. They got time on their hands and they got money. Sure, sure. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Let's yeah go well, for I mean, them. And that's similar to your brick and mortar business or whatever. You know, it's like, right. who's my customer? I can't be everything right. to all people. You exactly. know, you try to go too wide. And, and I think that's it. how, you know, I got a slice of the pie. I don't, I don't need 2 million followers. Like I'm, I'm making plenty of money with just 60,000 followers. <laughs> you yeah. don't need yeah. a million followers to make money on, on YouTube and make money selling courses online. Sure. I, and I, and that's, I want to get into that next before we yeah. jump into that. I wanted to see if somebody is thinking, all right, I, I really want to jump into YouTube. I'm going to start this week. Mm -hmm. Give them a few tips. Yeah. So the biggest thing I would do one, don't, don't be so worried about the production value. Um, as I mentioned earlier, my best video has the worst production value in the world of YouTube probably. So don't worry, don't, don't get caught up in the production value. It really is all about the content and get out there, just start doing it because I know being on camera is weird. You can go back and watch some of my early videos. Watch anyone's early videos. We're all awkward. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to do with our hands. We like, you know, so you get better doing it. So that would be my advice. Get out there, put as much content out as possible. Ask yourself, start by answering the top 10 questions your clients would have. So for me, like, you know, what's the difference between an acoustic guitar and an electric guitar? Well, let me make a video answering that question. So YouTube is a question-based system. It's a, it's a giant search engine. So right. think about how you use YouTube. Like earlier, I, I just got a new iPhone. I don't like iPhones. I'm, I'm an Android person. I couldn't figure out why the yeah, screen uh, yeah. not turning on the side. Apparently it doesn't turn for iPhones, but it does on, on Facebook. So what did I type into YouTube? Why is iPhone SE screen not turning. And I watched a couple YouTube videos. So that's what you think. Like it's a question based and answer based system. You know, what's the best guitar for beginners? And here's the answer. So that's, I tell people like focus on the top 10 burning questions, whatever you're doing, whether it's music, whatever your field is, you know, it could be like top 10 rock songs first, you know, guitar players or piano players or whatever it is, like answer the top 10 burning questions and then do those and then answer 10 more because there, there's there's millions of questions yeah, yeah. that you probably get asked every day about what you're doing me like even with the youtube what platform do you use to host your courses i could just make a video on like sure. what 
here's here's a couple platforms. There you go. So you, you it's basically answer the questions, and if you provide value, people will love you. You just taught them something. Thank you. This is awesome. Cool. I'm gonna subscribe. You seem pretty cool. Awesome. Very cool. All right. So. You kind of mentioned, you know, 50, 60,000 subscribers, you're able to make that work in, you know, maybe even a year or two ago or a couple of years ago, I think the primary thought that everyone had is, okay, I got to have like millions of subscribers, tons of views, and I'm going to make money from ad revenue. And now, you know, YouTube's really changed. People are making money and monetizing in like multiple categories, almost like separate businesses, which is super smart also to not yeah. just worry about the, the ad revenue. So what are the strategies? How have you monetized your channel? Yeah. So there's multiple ways to, to monetize a channel. Um, one way is through Amazon affiliate. So if you have products you use, mm -hmm. again, like I said, I have a video on you know, best electric guitar for beginners. Great. You know what? I put a link into the description below where you can go and buy you know, this Fender guitar that I recommend in the video. So if there's any products you have, you can do product videos and do sign up for the affiliate program with Amazon. That's not a lot of money. It's like a few hundred bucks a month, but Hey, when you're trying to, when you're trying to get started, like a few hundred bucks, it helps. Huge. And then the other way is, is YouTube ads obviously is another way. Um, that takes time. When I basically had just gotten started, they increased. So you had to have a thousand subscribers and I think it's 4,000 hours of watch time, yeah. which is pretty significant. I mean, if yeah. you have a thousand good subscribers, you can probably get there. And if you have enough content on, on your, um, on your channel. So that gets you started. And when you start, it's, it's basically Google AdSense. And it's fun. I mean, the first time when I finally qualified, I was like, well, I made six cents today. It's like, like you're talking, you're making pennies off of, off of certain ads and it fluctuates through the year. Like Christmas time is awesome because people are paying for ads. They want people to buy stuff. So, um, but now, you know, I'm going to say last month, I probably made like $2,600 from YouTube ads. Just, just for having a channel that I literally release two videos a week on. I'm not, I could, I could do so much more than that. Yeah. So you're like, okay, two videos, a, that's eight videos a month. And you make, you know, 2,600, that's like, I don't know, 600 bucks a video or something. <laughs> when, when you look at it in, in the grand scheme of things, it didn't start there, sure, obviously. Sure. But again, it's nice to watch these things grow. And as you get yeah. more viewers and subscribers, it it's like a snowball effect. I think the best way to monetize YouTube is to send people somewhere through a call of action. And I wish I had done this from the beginning because I'm kicking myself because like I said earlier, I have this video that has like one and a half million views on it and it doesn't have a single call to action for them right, to do right. anything. Because again, I recorded this without, without knowing much about right, YouTube right. or thinking like I was gonna get a million views on a video. So now I make sure, like I have call to actions. I actually put little little infomercials in my in my uh, my YouTube videos now. They're like six seconds. Like, hey, if you want to learn more about guitar strumming, I have a guitar strumming course. Go check it out. All right, let's get back. <laughs> like you know, so letting people know that you have a course. And I tell people, like I'm working with with some people who are like, well, well, how do I get started? What should I do? One, you know, what's the easiest way to break into the market? Answer the questions, like I said. 
that, that people have. Make a course around that. And don't make a giant course. I, I'm so happy I did this in the beginning. I started with something small. And then when I realized I had a market and an audience, I started asking them what they wanted me to make next in the course. So I made a course. It was very small. I sold it for maybe like a hundred bucks at the time. It was like 97 bucks and people would buy it here and there. And then as I added more content, you know, I, I made the price of the course more expensive. And then, then it became separate parts of courses so I could upsell them into different things. But when you're just getting started, focus on like a mini course, maybe something that's like 10 to 20 lessons. This way you're not spending like your entire life getting something done because with any business, the faster you can get things done, the faster you can start making money. And I yeah. think people overthink things a lot. So start with something small and see if you can sell it. You know, you, ha you have an audience. If you're on social media, you have an audience. Even if you have zero YouTube followers, you can start selling to your audience on, on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. I think one of the biggest hurdles for people to overcome, and I, I still, I, I mean, I battle with this, you know, myself sometimes quite a bit still is, you know, you don't have, I think we all feel like, oh my God, there's, you know, it'd be so easy for you to have looked at those just insane guitar shredders and gone, I, I can't, can I throw myself out there like that? I'm going to have a guitar course, you know, I'm not at that level or, and, and this could be with what anyone, whatever their skill set is that they think they know something about and might want to make a course. It's so easy to get that intimidation and that, you know, imposter syndrome kind of feeling, you know, that you're like, Oh, I don't, you know, I'm not as good as that person or I do it differently, you know, and overcoming that and just being willing to kind of let go. You know, I do it different. There's an audience for what I do. I'm not trying to be right. this person. I'm trying to be for this person and put it out there, you know, and just, get past that initial hurdle. It's, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was working with um, a musician. I mean, he's not high profile, but he's, he's a high profile guitar player. And we're talking about trying to get him into YouTube. And he's like, there's so many people out there. Like, how am I going to, how am I going to do it? I'm like, people actually know you. I'm like, nobody knows me. I'm like, I literally was a nobody. And I'm like, and I make more money than you. <laughs> I'm like, you have, like, he already has followers on people who like, like him. Cause he's, he's this really amazing jazz guitar guitarist. And yeah. uh, it's like, I'm like, you, you have, you have pole. I had no pole. You can do something like nobody teaches the way you teach. And that's why there's so many people out there on YouTube that can be doing the same exact thing and be successful because we bring our own perspectives and our own personalities to what we're doing. And, and like we said earlier, people aren't buying guitar lessons. They're, they're buying me or they're right. buying Justin guitar because they like his accent or they're buying right. Andy guitar, you know, they're, they're <laughs> buying the person that they connect with the most. And I think that's what people don't realize yeah. is there, there could be a million people teaching guitar and there probably are throughout the world. There's a place for everyone. There's a slice of the pie that you can tap into. But like we talked about earlier, you're not going to tap into everyone. I am not a shred guitarist. So I don't teach shred guitar. I focus on the acoustic guitar. You know, you, right. I have a few videos on my channel where I'm playing my electric, but most of the time I'm playing my acoustic because I'm like, that's what I'm doing beginner acoustic guitar lessons to boomers. 
Yeah. Like, I saw you had a big uh, live stream kind of event with a bunch of students the other night too. That was really I cool. Do, yeah. So, so that's part of the course is that, that like I do a zoom a couple times a month, we, we do a, like a Q and a, and then I do like a play along with them and they do. And that, you know, we had like 65 people show up. Was it last week or a couple weeks ago? And my wife's like, wow, you had 65 this time. Like the first time I did it, I was like, I'm 15. <laughs> so it's one of those things that, that just keeps growing. And, um, and it's really cool. Cause like I said, you create this community and now people are sold on, not just you, they're sold on the community you created, yeah. which is, which is really cool in itself. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, have you been approached by, you know, another, you know, monetization strategy that I'm, I see a lot of on YouTube is, um, you know, sponsored videos. Are, have you been approached by any uh, music companies? I, I, I haven't been seeing, I, I mean, to be honest, I don't really watch a ton of drum videos. Like mm. I, I tend to focus more on like my other kind of hobbies versus the drumming thing. Um, right. You know, but like all the bike channels and things, that I watch. And it's, again, it's amazing because these are just like average people who right. never could make it in the world of being a professional bicycle racer. And they have more sponsorships and make 10 times as much income as yeah. pro racers do, you know, getting free bikes and all this stuff. Have you gone down that road at all? I haven't, you know, I've gotten a lot of emails you know, from people being like, can you recommend like my guitar? And I'm like, your guitar looks like it's a piece of shit. I'm not gonna, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna, I, you know, you want to have your brand loyalty. Like if sure. you're recommending Absolutely. a piece of crap to your people, like they're probably not going to be happy with that. So, Absolutely. you know, I've been approached a lot by software companies and, um, and just like cheapo made in China guitar companies. And I'm like, not really what I'm going after. So I, I haven't gotten any yet, but I, now that I have some pull with my channel a little bit, I've actually been trying now to reach out to companies like Dunlop and stuff and being like, Hey, I love your stuff. I promote it anyway. I'm going to keep promoting it, but you know, would you like to work out some kind of like partnership or something? You know, can I be one of your, your featured artists or so? These are things I'm trying to do now that I have a little bit of pull, like a company like Diodario, the, the string company that I use, they they don't even take artist relation inquiries anymore. It's like they they find you. Sure. So it's like you have to have a big enough, a big enough pull to get in with some of these companies. But smaller companies like Kaiser Capo, they just sent me a package a couple of weeks ago. They're like, well, you, do you want to be one of our like top 40 for next 40 a year artists. And I was like, sure. So they sent me a capo package and they're like, can you just do a few stories with our capo? And, you know, and, and, and that's what we did. So. Yeah. yeah there's lots of different levels of, of yeah. those things for sure. And I, I agree like 100%. You get one, you're like, okay, cool. I'm sponsored with Kaiser capo. Like they didn't pay me anything, but I'm like, Hey, I can say like, Hey, I, I, I'm one of the top 40 artists for Kaiser capo. And yeah, then, and then that's it's like, okay, good. well, if Kaiser Capo trusts Lauren, now maybe Dunlop Picks sure. will trust Lauren. So it, right. you, you got to start somewhere. So it's not yeah. always about the money that you get from some of these sponsorships. Sometimes, sometimes it's it's getting a sponsorship so that you can get a gateway to another one. Yeah, I mean, and I think along those lines of what you're saying, it, it's got to be stuff that you truly believe in and that you like to use. And yeah. you know, I, I've done had you know had some sponsorship, you know, through the drum world. And, you know, I found myself going, I, I don't really want to use those, 
you know, I'm like, I still like this company here better and just going, I'm just going to pay. I'll just pay and use the one that I want, you yeah. know? And, and I think you got to certainly, it's really tempting in the beginning, you know? Um, and I, and I deal with that a little bit with the podcast where it's like, well, I, I really need a sp sponsors, but you want to, you know, be careful and is like, well, do I use this product? Do I not use this product? You know, right. things like that. Like I'm only an affiliate for two things. And I was using those two things before I became an affiliate for it. Cause I legitimately right. think it's the one I want to use, you know? Right. So, um, but yeah, I, I see that, you know, again, you know, YouTube's really changed years ago. You didn't see, you know, companies were not looking at YouTube and going, you know what, we could spend a, just a boatload of money on a TV commercial or we could give, you know, we could give some tools to this guy who's got a hundred thousand followers, you know, right. and maybe he gets a thousand bucks for that video or a few thousand dollars for that sponsored right. video. And they're like, that's going to be up there for years with millions of eyeballs over time on that thing. That's a way better investment. Yeah. You know, so I, I find those types of changes in the marketing and e-commerce and just, I, it's, to me, it's really exciting because it just opens up so many opportunities for people to do stuff that you just, you couldn't do that before. You couldn't right. make a living doing some of these things now. It's really exciting. Absolutely. I mean, and if you look at it, like I was saying earlier, you know, like 2500 you know, $2,500 a month doing, doing YouTube, it's like, that's more than minimum wage. Like, oh yeah, I, I mean, it's more, more money in I mean, advertising than most people make going to work forty hours a week. You know, right? And and I think, you know, and I know in some of the past episodes that we chatted about it, we talked about this subject. But I I think, I think people make a mistake when they look at some of these opportunities as like I'm going to do this and it's going to make me a million dollars. It's like, well. Just if you can do some courses that make you three grand a month, then you've got, you know, this income here and this can income here, you're right. killing it. You know, it doesn't have to be one thing only that you have this explosion of income. That's harder to create, you know, that you're going to have the big payday just, right. you know, for a lot of people, you, you know, they, oh, it's a lot of work to do this, to make $500 a month. And it's like, well, how much is your car payment? You know, like right. if you just got that course going at that level, it's like I you don't have a car payment now. All the time. I, my wife is like, you've always just been like, I remember when I first started teaching, I was like, all right, so if I get two students, that's my car payment. If I get, <laughs> if I get four more students, that's like my rent. Like, you know, and she was like, I, everything was calculated in the number of students it cost me to own that particular or, or have that particular thing. So even yeah. I started YouTube, it was the same thing. I'm like, well, I'm like, if it could pay my, you know, if it pays my rent at the time when we were paying rent. And I'm like, if it pays my rent, then, Hey, that's one less bill sure. that I have to pay for out of my everyday income. You know, in the great thing about this is you can take a week off and yeah. still get paid. <laughs> like, right. I haven't taken a week off. I mean, I just always, I mean, you can schedule content too. So I've taken, I've gone on vacation, pre-recorded all my content and had it scheduled out. So it would still release and, and you're on vacation and people think you're still working and doing the content. But, you know, I think people, especially music teachers, you know, I, was, I had someone email me the other day and he's like, I'm just tired of selling every ounce of my time to, he's sure. a piano teacher and he's teaching like 60 or 65 students a week. And I'm like, that's exhausting. You can't do that very long. 
even, you know, like you're like, oh, it's only 30 hours. And it's like, yeah, but that that beats on you because, you know, when you're teaching piano and you got the five year old who's coming and they don't want to be there, they're, they're taking the lessons because mom wants them to be. It's like, well, maybe starting a YouTube channel gets you some other sort of like semi passive income. So now you can be more selective in the students you take in your private lesson. Now, now teaching becomes enjoyable. You know, when I started making more money, I maybe only had a handful of students and I taught those students because I had, it was more fun. I, I didn't believe the students were paying me because I was having so much fun teaching those right. lessons. So like you can do that when you have other forms of income, yep. when, when you're just teaching and you're selling bits of your time, it's like you are dependent, you know, you have to take that person that you don't want to teach because, because you have to, or you, sure. you're not going to get paid. So I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for, for anyone who's self-employed, not just musicians, like anyone, yeah. just, just start the little side hustle. Because if you can make, like you say, 500 bucks, like, okay, that's, that's, you know, 500 bucks a month doesn't hurt. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you just take, you know, when a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, you know, and I'm sure you as well with like, you know, online business stuff and course creators and stuff like that. A lot of the interviews, it's always like, yeah, I went from 10 grand a month to a hundred thousand dollars a month, you know, and right. it's always sort of focused on like the ultra, you know, big hitters, which is awesome. Yeah. Like if you can make that happen, that that's amazing. Yeah. But what I, I think we've don't talk about enough is like, if you're already, you know, paying your bills, you're getting by everything, you know, you're doing okay. Two grand a month on top that's life changing for people absolutely life changing like absolutely. what you can the less pressure that you would feel and just to have that extra to go oh we're going to go do this with the kids or we're going to buy this or whatever it is you yeah. know is amazing now i mean at, at the same time it's not easy i think it's easy to look at big youtubers and be like oh my god they got it made all this guy does is ride his bicycle <laughs> for a couple hours and like he's got a million viewers and he's making, you know, 20 grand a month in ad revenue. And, you know, it, you know, and obviously when you really dig in with those people, they're like, well, each video is about 25 hours for me. You know, if they're doing right. it at that level, you know, it could be. Right. So it, it's not necessarily easy. And starting a course, it, it's not like you turn it on and all of a sudden you sell a bunch of stuff. There's yeah. process and you got to work on it. But Absolutely. As it starts to flow and, and you get better at it, you know, it's What's that it? ability, like you're saying, yes, you got to do a lot of work. But what I like about all these things that we do is if I decide, like when we're done with this call, I'm going for a bike ride. It's two o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday. It is 84 degrees in Southern California today. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, yeah, I might work till 11 o'clock tonight, but a normal life, like you wouldn't be able to be at, you know, out at two in the afternoon on a Wednesday, you know, it just Whoa. doesn't work that way. And I love having that type of freedom, even That's though it. I got to put in hours, to, you know, as I'm building new stuff and working on things, it just doesn't, it's not the same as going to work for somebody else, <laughs> you right. know, when you do those things. Yeah. And just even to go back, cause you're like, you know, you, you see all the advertisements. I mean, obviously I get hit with the same advertisements on Facebook, like make a million dollars a year selling your course. And it's like, that's great. And and not to say that that's not attainable. It's, it's, it's attainable. And I hope eventually to, to get to that point, 
But it's like, you know, you can make $100,000 selling a course. I did it last year. I made more, you know, I sold $100,000 last year in courses. And then I have the YouTube ads on top of that. So it's like, you know, you're making $140,000 a year being a YouTube person. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's like, people are like, oh, it's like, yeah, you don't need a million followers. (laughs) You You can make money doing YouTube and obviously, like we said earlier, it's not, it wasn't an overnight thing for me. It took, it took years, yes. but it's possible. And I think when people, cause I think people, like you said, they see the millions of views, they see, okay, make your millions of dollars in your courses, not realizing that, Hey, if you made a hundred thousand dollars a year on YouTube and selling courses, that would completely change your life. Like you don't, you don't need to sell the seven figure course to change your life. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's still just that alone is more than. 98% of people make in a year from their normal jobs anyway. So it's already, you're already way above the, you know, the average with that stuff. So, I mean, uh, I, yeah, I think in the course creation world and like all, you know, and, and just all these, you know, entrepreneurial pursuits, I, I think there sh- we should teach or talk more about kind of that, like, you know, make, some income here, make some income here, put it all together and, and live a lifestyle. The goal isn't to have a Ferrari. Like I I have zero desire to like none of that stuff. It's just not interesting to me anymore. Like my goal is just to live an, you know, just kind of my average existence that I like, which for me, I don't really need that much money to do that and be super happy. Well, and people being okay with that too. Yeah. That that's okay because we li- we live in a culture where you always need to have more and more and there and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I live a very comfortable life, like you say. Like I can go for a walk down the beach at two o'clock if I want to. I've but seen it. is it a Camaro you, know, you have? I ha- yeah. It, well, I have the sports car. I do have the sports <laughs> car. <laughs> yeah, the Camaro SS. Uh, so you know, I don't want to brag, but I do have the nice sports car. But it's not a Ferrari and it's not a Porsche. Yeah, I I would love a Porsche, but um, yeah. but I need the Camaro first. I've always wanted yeah, a, yeah. a Camaro SS. But you know, like I, I live a lifestyle where I'm very happy mm-hmm. with with where I'm at and the, and the things I can do, and. Yes. Can I always make more? Yes. You know, and I was talking, I I had a coaching call actually before this with, with my mentor and, you know, she was talking about, you know, I look at all these people who are hustling and grinding and, and, and they're like burnt out. And she's like, there's, there's nothing wrong with like hustle. There's nothing wrong with grind. She goes, I just pick where I do it. And she's like, and you know, the the things I do, I do very well and I don't need to do them all the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like I wanted to be able to go on vacation with my kids. I wanted to be able to, to do things that were important to me, you know? So you don't have to make, you know, a hundred million dollars a year to, to be happy in life. And I think a lot of times we're sold that we have to be billionaires because being a millionaire now is like, is not enough. I I honestly don't think it's enough money, but you know, you have to be like billionaire status now to be considered successful. And it's like, no, you can make $200,000 a year. You can make a hundred thousand dollars a year and be very successful. Yep. Absolutely. Just whatever it is that's, you know, making you happy. I mean, I make a court, you know, playing music, I make 25% of what I made when I was, you know, like a guitar center vice president guy, but I was miserable all the time, you know, and it ain't never going to come close to the fun of an enjoyment of 
going and playing a cool show somewhere, you know. So a uh, quick listener question. And I think we kind of probably answered this for him. But I was doing a coaching call last night with, with uh, Nate Terepka. He's a piano okay. instructor. And a while back, he, he was telling me, hey, you know, I, I've started to make some of these YouTube videos. And I was watching what he did. And I was like, all right. I feel like you've you've got a feel for this. It's good. Like for just getting started, the quality was good. He was getting some views and stuff. So he um we did our call last night and he had I'd kind of advised him that I what I thought was a good idea was, you know, do some type of call to action in those videos where people are getting like the PDF for the song you're teaching them to play or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So he created all that, linked it with his active campaign program. He's been getting a decent amount of signups on this list. So it's, it's starting to go well for him. I was pushing him towards the course thing. Mm -hmm. and one of the things he mentioned, he's like, well, I wanted to wait until I had like thousands of people on this list. And I was saying, nah, I wouldn't do that. I would just start making the course today, start with a course yeah, and start getting it out there. Cause you're going to learn what's working, what's not working, what you need to do better. Exactly. What and that's why earlier I mentioned a mini course. Yeah. Start with a mini course. Takes you an hour to make. You edit it up. It's whatever. Or you you build, you know, one to two hours of content. Hey, I have a mini course, $17. Yeah. Right. Just get it going. Are people going to buy from you? For If, if you can't be, get people to buy from you from for $17, then you've got an issue. That, then you're not hitting your market. I'm right. like, if you can't sell a $17 product, then then you got bigger problems than than running a YouTube channel. Yeah. So, you know, because people, I've actually had a lot of people ask me that and I didn't, I had zero audience when I built my course. I was like, I know I can teach beginner guitar. I'm going to do a mini course on the absolute basics of learning guitar and getting people to like start having fun with it. And I'm going to try and sell it. And it's sold. And I realized, well, I can add now there's people in this. I'm going to add more content. What do you guys, what do you guys want to know more about? Cause that's it. Like, yes, you can build the audience and you know, you could build this hundred, you know, you could build a thousand subscribers and then do a pre-launch campaign and do all this stuff. And maybe you'll sell, you know, $10,000 in courses when you launch, or you can start getting the money now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you because half of the people, you know, a lot of people who sign up for those free lead magnets, they're not really interested in buying anything, you know? So, and that's the point of those lead magnets is that you build enough of a subscribership that maybe 25% of those people are actually really serious about purchasing anything. So I would recommend getting a product out to market as soon as possible, because why wait a year? You could be making sales now. Maybe it's only 20 bucks a month. Maybe it's a hundred bucks a month, but, but you're making money and seeing that money. I, the first time you make a sale online, mm -hmm. it's like, I did it. Yeah. You know, it's like the proof that like, this is going to like, I can do this. If I made one sale, I can make another one. So I always recommend start with something small. This way it's not like a ton of your time. And I literally right now, I'm in the process of re-recording my entire course because I did everything the first time with my phone right. and I didn't even have a microphone. So now I have like a DL, you know, DSLR camera with a lapel mic and I've got like nice lighting and I've got a space to like yeah. record in. So start with something. It doesn't have to be an expensive product, but start with something, start getting buyers and then start asking those 
people who've already bought from you. What else do you want? Awesome. Do you what hear do you that, want? Nate? You better be listening. Yeah, Nate, hopefully, hopefully you're listening because you'll <laughs> be able to sell so much more when you just ask your buyers what you want. Very cool. Lauren, uh, thank you so much for your time and being on the show again. It's always a real pleasure yeah, and always really inspirational to hear all the stuff that you're doing. It's been it's been a real pleasure getting to know you and 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 you know, I follow all your social media, so I kind of always see what you're up to, and it's it's always really cool. Uh, where should people go? Like, what's the YouTube channel name? All that good stuff. Yeah, so everything is linked through my website, laurenbateman.com, but it's uh, youtube.com backslash Lauren Bateman Music is my YouTube channel. Because when I started it many moons ago, I was still a musician, so I was having my music on there. Gotcha. But um, but yeah, if you if you go to laurenbateman.com, all my social links are there. But you can also see some of the, a lot of my YouTube stuff is is embedded on my uh, on my website, so cool. you can see what I'm doing there. Awesome! I'll uh, put all the links in the uh, show notes as well for everybody. Awesome. And uh, yeah, go check out her YouTube channel and website. And uh, thanks again, Lauren. We'll talk to you soon. You got it. Thanks. That interview with Lauren, I, I know I always enjoy it when I get a chance to talk to her. Here's a couple takeaways that I had from that interview. One is when it comes to YouTube, and, and several of these are related to YouTube, but you know, realizing you don't got to be all things to all people, find out who your customer is answer those questions, like she said, and build content for that customer. You know, Lauren's not, I mean, there are insane level guitar players out there doing all kinds of videos. Same things for drums, you know, but that's, you know, maybe not the type of player or instructor she is. And there's tons of people looking for what she does. So no matter what it is that you think you're good at, there probably is an audience for it on YouTube. The other thing related to YouTube, and I'm really, and this is something I'm terrible at at various different times over the years, I've started YouTube channels and then not stuck with it. And I started a drum tuning channel years ago, and some of the videos that are still up do have a lot of plays, but I just didn't stick with it. That thing could be huge by now if I would have kept doing it. Um, and you know, as I've been making some YouTube videos again, starting to put them together for these show episodes, but also for other things that I do, motorcycle trips, bicycle riding, things like that, I'm so picky about it that I'm afraid to publish. Like I look at the channels that I love and I'm like, well, my, I'm not at that quality level and my story wasn't as good. I feel bad putting it out. So I either put it out and delete it later or I don't do it at all. And the reality is you, you got to just start putting it out there no matter how crappy it is because that's the only way you will get better. And just remember, if you go back and look at your favorite YouTubers, their videos sucked in the beginning. So you got to just publish, right? Like Seth Godin always says, you got to just, just publish, just publish. You're going to get better with it. So, and the other thing I really enjoyed from the conversation is just, you know, this idea of, you know, building income from different levels, different income streams, different sources. Instead of looking at one big home run income, I'm going to get this job to make this much money, or I'm going to have one huge YouTube channel or one business idea or one course that makes me a millionaire, having multiple sources of income to 
put it all together into a lifestyle level of income, not necessarily, you know, going at these types of income streams like, you know, that you have to make insane amounts of money. I think there's a lot of us out there for most of us that there's just a certain level of income that if we're, we get to, and we can do it doing things that we enjoy, that that creates a lifestyle that is so much more important than just the money by itself. All right, everybody, make sure you go over to iTunes, review and rate the podcast. That would be much appreciated. Also subscribe here on YouTube. So you get notified when these videos come out each week. All right, that's it. Everybody have a great week. I've got so much stuff I got to do for my multiple businesses this week. I got to get to it. I'll see you later. Bye.